Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. This year, the conference is taking place June 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2020. We'll interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software projects inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. Today I'm joined by JD, my beautiful, illustrious, shiny, and awesome co-host. JD, how's it going? Doing well. Thank you. I don't regret making you an admin. I really don't. <laughs> tech is our friend. Tech. <laughs> we are masters of tech. And maybe we are all masters. We're masters in different domain. Yes. We're <laughs> learning to master AV. Yes, every week I want to try something new, a def- very new technology and a different app. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're joined by Aryan. How are you doing, Aryan? I'm fine. I'm hanging on there. But uh, yeah, can't complain. We're in good health. And also special guest, John Crane. Hello. Are you excited? I am super excited. <laughs> hard, hard to contain your excitement. Today we're joined by the lead developer for Monkey Report and John. <laughs> 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 we were hoping to have everybody involved with the development of Monkey Report here, but people told me it was not possible. And today's test with everyone getting to log in at the same time has proved too difficult. <laughs> but not that hard. Oh, a voice. <laughs> John, Tuxedo, are you with us? Tuxedo is here. Yay! Hey, the technology works. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was, that's honestly surprising. Sometimes when things work, when they say tech is indistinguishable from magic. Uh, so, welcome to our episode on Monkey Report. Last year, we were graced with a monkey report workshop. It was a four-hour adventure in how to make a module. It was the shortened version. We were going to have a 16-hour version, (laughs) but we had to compress it. Um, Making a module now has been ultra-compressed, and it should be like a five-minute affair, thanks to John Crane and his beautiful blog series. I followed that, and uh, still I had some fun difficulties making a module, but it was it's quite an adventure. Um, thanks for joining us. And we're going to have you hopefully all join us for the Mac DevOps workshop um, June 10th. We're going to have a monkey report workshop on how to make a module. This time, we're very excited. It's going to be one to two hours. And the first five minutes is making a module. After that, we're all going to be drinking virtual beers. Sounds good. Cheers to that. John, you you recently updated your blog series? I did. You know, um, making the module has always been kind of easy. It's just been kind of hidden. Um, Aryan had made a uh, add module script in, in Monkey Report. And um, that had been there for a while um, before I actually uh, tried it and wrote about it, I believe. Um, 
So yeah, one of the other things I do with Monkey Report is doing a lot of the documentation and trying to figure out what Arian is uh, is doing and and make that public and known to everyone and and help people uh, uh, kind of go further with Monkey Report. So I kind of just broke apart what he was doing and asked him a bunch of questions and then uh, started as something for myself, you know, to document my process and in, in making sense of all of it. And um, yeah, so recently I've updated it. There's been some changes as far as putting all the the settings and configuration of the of the modules into YAML um, and uh, kind of hiding all the uh, backend stuff of the module as well. I think Arian's probably one to talk about what's what's going on with that, but. Well, I think um, the only metaphor for Monkey Report right now is like curling. You're the sweeper. So Arian <laughs> has created the whole game. Tuxedo's lobbing modules as fast as he can create them. And you're sweeping behind with the documentation, trying to write as quickly as possible <laughs> so that everyone knows what's going on. But that's my Canadian curling analogy. Arian. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not the, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not so well versed in the curl curling thing. <laughs> So I, I really can't comment on that, but uh, yeah, I, I saw some room for improvement, uh, especially since we had uh, like the security uh, report. And uh, I thought maybe it was better to maybe streamline a couple of things and hide away a little bit of the, the technical uh, intrinsic ease of the, of the program and just uh, make people uh, write uh, for me, what I think was like simple YAML files, which will, will then generate the, the necessary uh, uh, GUI elements and, and stuff. So that was one of the so let's let's talk about the yeah let's talk about the security thing a little bit more. Um, there's been some architectural changes, but you got a security report. Tell us more about yeah, that. Yeah, it was quite interesting. Uh, I got uh, I got an, an email I think from um, a researcher from Datadog. Um, he said they were reviewing a monkey report to, to use internally, and uh, they all audit their uh, the applications they use. So they did an audit on monkey report, and they found some uh, well, they found some glaring holes in uh, in a couple of parts of monkey report that that we really should um, uh, do something about. So they were really, really helpful, and they sent us the full report, and um, I got a, I got together. Um, a couple of uh, people from the project uh, to uh, together take a look at it, uh, see how serious it was, and to think about the next steps. And I think within a week we had some patches out, and then we had uh, uh, CVEs uh, written, and then we uh, I think we pretty much I think we now we now within one and a half week we had a patched version uh, going out and. I think most of the things went actually quite smooth. Um, That's yeah, amazing. It was a it was a good experience because I I when he first emailed me I, th I thought oh shit this is not happening, but I, <laughs> but actually it was a good thing. I think it was a good experience and it also learned I learned from it that that it's actually quite nice to have people come forward with a, a responsible a responsible disclosure. Was uh, yeah, I had, I had a. He wasn't 
He wasn't asking for any Bitcoin in exchange. <laughs> no, he was a really, really decent guy. No, I really loved the way that they handled it. And it was actually a very, very nice, uh, thoroughly written report. And he did, uh, it, it, it even looked nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I remember my brother having an experience with a PHP server that he had built and or a web app. And he realized that he didn't have anybody to do any security review of his code. And so that was a, you know, like a, a light bulb moment. We, we create these projects, but who's, who's sanity checking? So it's good that the community was able to come forward and do some responsible disclosure. Yeah, definitely. And, and of course, um, I think everyone involved in the project will also have in, in the back of their mind something like uh, this should be secure, but some, sometimes it's really hard to see where the, where the gaps are. And it's, it's not also not very glam, glamorous work to make things secure. <laughs> it's, it's nicer to make a donut graph that everybody's really excited about. And it's, it's like, <laughs> no, it's true. But, and, and, and to make us uh, a cross site request forgery thing is not very sexy. <laughs> well, I'm glad that security researchers and uh, application developers are working together. It's kind of the, the whole like, whole goal of Mac DevOps is basically developers and IT working together. And we always have the, the new DevSecOps security and developers working together. So I'm glad that we can all come together and help each other. No, it's, it's, I think it's a good um, thing. Yeah. We, have, we have a new Slack channel. We have the, why don't you tell us about that, John? Yeah, we, um, Couple months ago, we hosted a, a Monkey Report meetup and got talking um, about different things. I think it was at the the last meetup that we discussed. Maybe there's a, a better um, location to have some development conversations other than um, us just reaching out to Arian directly and having those in private channels, um, or reaching out to uh, Tuxedo as well. Um, so thought it'd be helpful to to get everyone that is doing development kind of um, able to see the same questions and, and answers to questions. Um, so we created a, a dev channel um, for Monkey Report uh, where we can discuss more of the, the um, changes um, and development uh, of Monkey Report. And kind of the main channel is still there if people ask questions, obviously. Um, about upgrades and uh, even if Monkey Report can do certain things. Um, and yeah, I think it's worked out pretty well um, and have gotten some other other folks involved that can answer some of my uh, dumb questions as well. So um, it's nice to uh, open that up a little bit more than, than just relying on certain people in the, in the community, so. Well, I mean, the Slack channel is very um, approachable, and sometimes I'll answer a question on the weekend if I can answer it, and other people are answering at different time zones and different times. So, we yeah, all you're, you're like the weekend support. <laughs> I always hop on and, and see that you've answered someone uh, over the weekend. It's it's nice. Yeah, and uh, the Dev channel will help keep some of that stuff separate, not private, but just keep it separate and public in a different channel and. Um, it helps us all, especially when Tuxedo creates new modules. We have to find out what's going on. What's this new users module? 
yeah. So the new users module, um, I got a request and to see for more information about users on a Mac. And that was like a big glaring oversight, like monkey reports doesn't really do users on a Mac. And so I looked into it like, this is easy. I can do it. So I wrote the module for it. Um, it's my first YAML based module. And Aryan was very excited for that because <laughs> I don't know, Takuda knows the YAML modules. Like the world is ending now. Um, so I wrote that module. Um, it's working out pretty well. There's still, I think, one bug that John discovered that we may need to need to verify and fix out. But for the most part, it's going along pretty well, and I and I like it. Nice. I said we should do some live troubleshooting on the on the module during the podcast, but I don't know if that can work. Well, I was I was um, just thinking that those live um, live meetups have been really fun, and we should do we should do a live module hacking one. Maybe as a pre preambulatory preemptive strike against the uh, hack and the workshop, just uh, do a test of working together <laughs> online through the tech. <laughs> Is this thing on? Is this module work? Is my mic muted? Um, but yeah, that would be fun. Um, thanks for organizing. Uh, who organized the um, the meetups? Monkey Mystic Ray? Was it John? Yeah, I think yeah. that was me. Yeah. So John came up with the idea. Yeah, and I, I've, 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 I've misunderstood <laughs> him first because I thought he was doing a, not, not a podcast, but really, a, I thought he was doing a video blog or something. I thought, oh, I don't know, that's a good idea. <laughs> but uh, no, I think the idea was very good. And uh, I was really happy to, to be on, the, on, that, um, on those meetups. And to see everyone and explain a little bit further about uh, what what I think Monkey Report's all about and you know which direction I think we should be heading and maybe uh, bounce off some ideas and hear some ideas from other people. So I think it was very good. I mean, Monkey Report has has had a a bunch of changes in version five. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly which changes took place in four versus five, but it's been slowly progressing a bunch of changes and moving away slowly from being so coupled to monkey. That's true. Um, do you want to speak about that? Yeah, that's that's one of the long-standing uh, things that I wanted to do with Monkey Report is to break free from monkey. Not not entirely free, but uh, more free. So in the in version until version four, it would just run on the on the monkey uh, thread. So you had to wait um, if if you were in a managed software update, you had to wait uh, for a, a monkey report to finish and um, before everything was finished. And now it runs on its own uh, launch daemon. So the only thing uh, it uh, monkey still does is just touch a little file, and then monkey report will uh, uh, start up. Um, and Monkey will just finish whatever it's doing. So this is, uh, I think, this is a big uh, improvement for the user experience because some some people have lots of modules enabled and they they take a long time to, to gather all the data, so you don't have to wait for that anymore. It did uh, did take a little bit extra time sometimes with Monkey, and our users could complain if Monkey reports generating all this information. So yeah, uh, that's a, that was an excellent change. Other changes have been this YAML. Oh, I was going to say, I made it super simple for those that are running Jamf as well. Um, I 
was able to just take the um, PostScript script um, that's installed into the monkey directory on clients and put that into um, a policy in Jamf um, and kind of proof of concept running monkey report um, with Jamf without monkey. Um, and that worked great, wrote up an article on it. I don't think anyone has actually done anything on it, or at least they haven't told us they are. So, um, but it seemed to work great and uh, gives you a way forward if you're running Jamf and don't have monkey and are kind of scared of having to deal with monkey to run uh, the reporting. But it always makes me think we need to change the name, but <laughs> probably won't happen yet. <laughs> We're always excited when organizations that have money and they want to buy Jamf, buy Jamf, and then run monkey and then monkey report <laughs> because they need yeah. apps. <laughs> apps updated and maybe reported on. So, um, you don't you're not using Monkey in your case, John, or you guys moved to Jamf. Um, we do use Monkey. Um, we implemented Jamf last year, um, and we still rely pretty heavily on Monkey for our um, application management and patching and and whatnot. Um, but I was just curious to see, you know. Uh, Arian made this. Yeah, how does that um, work? The connector. Um, the to have Jamf run Monkey Report is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jamf in Jamf, you can create a policy to uh, run a script at um, a certain interval um, that you kind of set. So um, it was just a matter of. Um, adding the script into Jamf and creating the policy to run um, at a recurring check-in. Um, ours is set to like 15 minutes, so it's a little uh, often to push out. So it was only, uh, I've only tested it on my machine, um, but um, you could easily kind of uh, schedule that for less often so that it would run similar to, to the way it runs on, on Monkey now currently. So. So the idea would be that a machine that was enrolled in Jamf would have monkey report installed and then mm -hmm. report to monkey report what it was doing. Correct. Yeah. So okay. without monkey installed at all. Right. So Jamf is basically yeah. like a web-based cron. That's a good, <laughs> good app. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I can see the value. Yeah, this was a good way of telling people <laughs> how to use stuff. Right. Well, I mean, LaunchD, it's tough. I know, but it's, it's, it's also a very inexpensive tool to, uh, to, use, to use as Chrome. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it does other things. <laughs> um, what are the other architectural changes in Monkey Report? We have this YAML cleanup. Yeah, I, I just, uh, it, it was, it started, actually it started as an experiment. I just thought maybe you can do things with, uh, so structured data, and then I was looking at structured data, and I thought, well, what what is a good way? So I looked at JSON, but that's not very very readable. And PHP has some as in has uses uh, structured data internally as well, but that's uh, that's also very picky and and on, on how you write it down. So if you miss a comma somewhere, it will break. If you uh, miss a quote somewhere, it will break. Uh, brackets really really sensitive. And then I looked at YAML and I thought, oh, maybe this could work. And um, I, uh, 
I found a YAML parser. I think uh, it was made by some other open source project uh, for PHP uh, that you can really easily um, include. And then, I don't know, I, it just evolved. And then I, I thought, oh, maybe I can change this. I, I, I started changing things. I thought, oh, maybe we can YAMLize this and maybe we can YAMLize that. So we ended up with a bunch of YAML files. <laughs> so that's what happened. And uh, Nice. Yeah. So you're the man with the crazy ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I really wonder how you, why people st stick with this because um, I sometimes I just get a crazy idea, just run with it. And you've recently had some uh, job changes. Tell us about your, how did you get into Monkey Report and how did you get to be where you are today? Yeah, that's a good, good. A short story, a short that's, story. <laughs> well, I was already, I was working with the university for I think about 17 years already and uh, I don't know. It, it became a very, very big, slow-moving uh, um, organization. And when I, I started there, we were only with—I think we were with ten people. We did everything, and now uh, we were with—I think we were about a ton, two hundred and forty people. And uh, yeah, and then wow. If if you were two hundred and forty people, then everybody has a really specialized job, so you're not allowed to touch anything anymore. So I, I was not the network guy, I was not the storage guy, I was not the server guy, I was I, I was only the Mac support guy. And of course, being an uh, as everybody probably knows, if you're an endpoint engineer, you actually everything comes together at the endpoint. So you need all the other people, and if they don't cooperate, then it's it's really uh, it's, it, you can have a hard job uh, trying to convince your colleagues that, that they have to do something uh, so your, your job gets easier. So um, I started looking around and um, uh, we transferred. They had a job opening and I went in there and uh, I did an interview and well, we had a good match. And uh, I started working there at the beginning of uh, February. Congratulations. Thank you. You just pointed them to your GitHub, and you just said, "Look." <laughs> I I have to I have to say they did look at my presentation at the Mac DevOps YVR in two hundred two thousand nineteen. I think it's it a beautiful actually, presentation. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when when you're on Mac DevOps, the whole world lies at your feet. You can do any job you want. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a, an amazing, fun time. Thanks for coming out to Vancouver and hopefully we'll get you out there again. Hope we'll get you all. It was fun to have the whole, well, a good part of the monkey report crew. We'll have to get more people in the future, but hopefully we can get everybody or more people involved with the workshop and Mac DevOps this year, since we are going online. So I, I hope uh, get all the devs together and we can, maybe we can think of some projects to hack on. It'd be fun to hack on all together. That'd be great. I had, uh, some difficulties making a module and I, I want to try again. It's hard when you're doing 50 things and now you're stuck at home. Sometimes you don't have more more time than before. You have less time with all the household things, children and everything. And maybe there's a, a fence that needs fixing and I'm not procrastinating on anything. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we all try to give ourselves some tech projects. I recently played with the Two Canoes MDS version three beta. And uh, my daughter asked me for Zoom on her laptop. And so I thought I'd just set up a new monkey and monkey report server 
And so I set up the two canoes implementation of monkey and monkey report and they do it a little bit differently, but it was very interesting and very cool. They have a neat little GUI. It's like they've almost replaced server app and basically it auto detects if there's a new version of monkey report or monkey, but for monkey report, you just go click, boom, download, and then you just upgrades all the settings. It, it upgrades it better than when I do it manually. And so I've been thinking about writing a new script to do it because I don't use Git, I use the uh, zip module. Um, but I really like how uh, Two Canoes has have done it. Tim Perfect and his uh, crew of merry men have done a good job. Have you played with this or seen this, uh, Aryan? I, I, saw, I saw his presentation, um, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. I was really impressed. Uh, I was really, I, I thought it was really cool that they had this whole settings thing uh, with this nice panel, but uh, he just made an app for it. So I thought it was cool. Yeah, the upgrade procedure is pretty nice. And it's a good combination of Graham Gilbert's imager, Greg Nagel's uh, installer, bootstrapper, and it's a good project. You can use it to rebuild. Have you been playing with it, John Crane? I have actually. I have one of those uh, things he, right in my hand right now that I've been oh, fiddling the, with. The automaton, um, the robot. Yeah, the automaton. Yeah, I just downloaded 3.0 yesterday though, and was messing around with the uh, the the server implementations and whatnot, seeing what they were doing. It's pretty awesome. I've rebuilt a couple home machines in my spare time now, <laughs> just setting up my uh, my home network for my kids, and I'm, I'm setting up a, like a little laptop uh, computer on wheels cart so they can check out a laptop you know and charge it at the end of the night <laughs> got a little two canoes you know mds to rebuild them every day you know <laughs> tuxedo have you tried it i have not unfortunately most of my macs at my district are far too old to utilize something like that so i'm still chugging along on the poison oh you should try it i mean you can I mean, do your Macs have recovery mode? Um, I think so. Because it just uses the, I guess, yeah. it's a replacement for Netboot. If you still have Netboot, I guess um, Display Studio is still good. But imaging in recovery mode is pretty fun. And I remember when I first started trying Installer and Bootstrapper, I was like, oh, wow, we can just mount a disk image <laughs> like from recovery mode. That's pretty awesome. And there's a lot of creative people in this um, in this community. and. Even if you don't write the exact tool yourself, just finding out what tools have been written and how to use them is a, is a game. And <laughs> we have to rely on each other to, to find out what are the useful tools, how to use them, and sometimes get help. And I have to thank you all. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate all of you for helping us so much in the community. When I did that recent module and, and uh, John said, well, just put it on GitHub. And then he was able to look at it and make a pull request. and. I was very civilized, very civilized. Yeah, you're welcome. JD? Yeah? You're alive? I, I barely use Monkey Report, so I'm like useless for this conversation other than to uh, make sure recording levels are good. <laughs> Things like that. JD? I want to use Monkey Report. I lack You're not time. useless, JD. I tell you that every day. You were... You were yeah, he's not useless. He's like the perfect candidate, like people we need to convince and be like, it is awesome. Here's why it's awesome. If you can see all these really cool data points, you can see all this cool stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's in a web interface that isn't clunky and slow. Yeah, maybe we just need to uh, work on yeah. some kind of notification system. Should we patch it into the macOS notification system? Or maybe Slack or 
Zendesk or some kind of ticket system for those people who use tickets. Yeesh. Yeah, ticketing system integration sounds really interesting. I mean, we're all, feels like we're all cavemen. We log into a web browser and look at our dashboard. Is that better for our inboxes? I like it. Who said that? John? I think we need, I think we need AI. Uh, we need AI. Yeah, notifications also. That's, that's already 2000. <laughs> and now, we, now we have AI fixing stuff for us. I mean, it would be neat to get a historical. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a huge bloat for a database, but um, like if I have the Detectex plugin for uh, Monkey Report, and it would be nice if you saw that somebody, some client reported being infected or something, it would be nice to say, oh, when did that happen? When did that change? So some historical, make it happen. <laughs> you know, a drive dies, you have the smart utilities and a smart check. It would be nice. Well, yesterday was fine. I mean, it's it's important to see, oh, the drive is not good now, but maybe you haven't been paying attention and you want to go back and see when did that happen? Ideas, thoughts, Mr. Crane? Yeah, I don't think Monkey Report has been built as a, a kind of log aggregator that, that gives you kind of that historical information, like something like an elk stack uh, would. Um, it's kind of more of a, a snapshot of what it is right now. Um, and I think for me, I don't know, I feel that's the, one of the strengths that it's, it's quick, um, gives you a great overview of what's going on. Like even this morning I was looking to see, we had a ticket, a ticket actually, yes. Um, uh, for someone that needed an application installed. So I was able to see, you know, is this application installed right now? Um, and then I replied like, hey, it's available in Managed Software Center. You can install it yourself. Um, and then I'm able to check in Monkey Report to see if that has happened um, kind of in real time to, to follow up when needed. So it's been helpful for me in, in situations like that Yeah, of answering, uh, you know, stuff that's needed for tickets and, and whatnot. Monkey Report is mind-blowing. I mean, installing Monkey for the first time was exciting. And then when I finally realized Monkey Report existed and you could report on what Monkey was doing or not doing, my mind was blown. Like, just like <laughs> I was like, oh, this machine hasn't checked in. It's not doing what I wanted it to do. And just being able to... Yeah, I've, I've used it. I've used it for the demographic information to know like how many people are on old OSs and I... We need to upgrade you. 10.6 just isn't a valid OS. Right, yet. yeah. So I, ha I have used it that way, but I haven't haven't dived as deep as, as Matt. I remember when there was like Zoom, some Zoom problems or some Zoom clones that had issues. And I was, I had all these apps to track in Monkey Report, but then you could just go in the inventory and go, oh, here's this app that I wasn't even tracking. And I could just see if anybody had it installed anywhere. And that's just brilliant. So, yeah. How do you stop when you have a project to, to say which features and feature requests are not good? So I, I applaud you for keeping to this vision, John Crane and Arian, denying all these people with crazy feature requests their ideas. <laughs> how, how do you contain yourself? The problem usually is not uh, getting the feature in, but maintaining it is really hard. So this is one mm. of the things that, that's keeping me back now because the, the the amount of modules has really exploded. When I started off, we only did monkey, only and only reported on monkey, and that that was it. Uh, and now I, 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 I even I lost count. I think seventy five modules. I don't know. Toxudo, you 
we're we're like ninety two, I think. <laughs> ninety two. Wow. <laughs> so I was thinking seventy five as well. Yeah, it's been interesting. I I feel like I'm more of a, a bridge builder in this, you know, as far as um, making sure that people that can upgrade can can do that easily. Making sure like if you want to make a module, like figuring out what they need, what what you need to to know to do that. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, implementing features, trying to figure out like what's the most requested feature or what would honestly, what would help me the most, uh, just, <laughs> well, I hope that we can at the monkey report workshop, we can, can help people get into making modules and show them that that monkey report is very useful and they can bring their script, Python bash, whatever it is. What do you want to report on and then help them make a module if it's not already covered in an existing module? Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things we recently, recently talked about in our meetup was, um, the, the feature request for archiving machines, oh. which I think someone brought up about five years ago or so. So, uh, um, that Eric? one that's not too old, you know, <laughs> I think it was Eric. Um, and good things take time. They do. Um, so we kind of brainstormed on, on how that could work. And then, um, I think just having the talk with, uh, those in the community, like this is how we would use it and it'd be super helpful. Um, was able to push that forward quicker than it, than it has in the past five years. And, uh, so we have a wor working version with that now in, uh, I believe it was in five, four version five, four. Um, and that's been, that's been really good and helpful as far as. You know, if you are looking at your fleet and at an up-to-date, um, uh, looking at the OS versions, if you have a machine that hasn't checked in in six months, that's going to throw off your version numbers for uh, Mac OS. Um, you know, you might see something on 10.15.2 or, or 10.15.1 that's really not checking in. Um, it's in a drawer somewhere or um, has gone to salvage. So being able to uh, filter those archive machines has, has been super helpful. I know in our area. In our area, especially, yeah, that was beautiful to see in the uh, in the meetup. That's archive machines. Arian's like, I can do that. Okay, that's how it went. Yes, thank you, Arian. <laughs> I mean, it was great to see the discussion of what was easy now, what can be done later, and then, yeah, boom, new release. Arian's a magician. Actually, did uh... the maintenance on all of these projects? Is it? is part of the struggle right is as these projects grow and and become somewhat ungainly and and massive it, you start to need recruit a, a team of folks to to help maintain it yeah you, you do end up at that point of needing a team of people and then when apple pushes out a whole new mac os update it breaks a few things here and there you have to like test everything fix what it broke then you got people like me who keep putting more fire more wood onto the fire and just making the whole thing worse. Um, I do try to keep up with bug reports and I fix them as fast as I can. And, and I do give attention to older modules that need help. Um, like the fonts module recently got like a slight overhaul and I was happy to get, get that done because it was made in February of 2017. So it was about three years old and it got its first facelift in three years and it, it's pretty good. Awesome. We have a great community of people that install monkey report right away and then debug reports. Seems like 
there's always one little thing that needs to be tweaked after after the release, <laughs> and there's like a point release. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I can say something about that because I when I first started doing betas. I don't know if you know uh, how that works, but then you put out a beta and then you wait for feedback for a week. Nobody says anything. And then you put out another one because you found something yourself and you put another beta number two and then you wait and nobody says anything. And then when you release, then finally people start installing and says, oh, this is broken. Oh, this is broken. So I thought I would just <laughs> skip the whole beta dance. <laughs> it's of no use. Well, with Slack. It's pretty responsive. I remember installing it and going, uh, I don't see anything, nothing's working. <laughs> and I'm like, line 145, I tried editing it myself. And Ari's like, no, 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 no. here's the fix. <laughs> so testing in production is the solution. Yeah, sometimes it is. And, and the, 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 the point is it's people are not really uh, keen on installing beta software or trying stuff out, so. Some people are, the people from the dev team usually uh, try to install the, the newest stuff. I think uh, I was always on the, the work in progress branch uh, in production because I knew if, if something would break, I could easily fix it because I broke it myself. So it's no problem. <laughs> and I think John is also, I think John, you, you were also running uh, the, the, the WIP branch, right? Yeah, I have run it um, in production from time to time when a when a feature is needed or it fixed a certain thing for me. Um, normally, I do run production though, um, but if I'm doing development, I'll pull um, from the uh, work in progress. Well, I usually been using the zip whenever it's been released and just backing up everything and then just dropping it in. Doesn't work. Just it's easy to go back. But when I was making the module, I was using that little script you had on your site just for setting up a quick dev environment. And that worked really good. I was very impressed. It's nice when you realize there's a different way of doing things and sometimes it's more elegant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, elegant is one word. That, the script on my site is uh, a smaller script and I recently like uh, bloated that to like a almost 300 line shell script, which is, um, it does more, <laughs> but it's definitely bloated. Um, but it sets up the the environment and downloads the components you need and and does all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't call it elegant anymore, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to write a script because the the Monkey Report releases have been coming out fast and furious, and I keep downloading a zip, copying everything out, looking at the wiki just to make sure I'm doing everything right. And then my local users not been copied and my custom modules. So I'm like, I have my own checklist of things that I need to back up. So I need to make a script <laughs> to do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we, um, I worked with, uh, was it Chris Helming from RIT on, on uh, an upgrade script for like our production systems. And we um, had worked on that over the past six months probably. Um, he actually had one of his students um, write one in, in Python uh, and in Python 3. And then um, I went to, it seems like every time I would upgrade my production server, um, I would be missing the um, dependencies and 
or not having the right version of Python. So finally, um, with some of the quarantine time, a little extra time here, was able to get all those things installed and and actually used it this time. And it, it was uh, it was great. You just run it, tell it what uh, what version you want to upgrade to, and it, it backs up the needed files, backs up the database, and does its thing. So it was very helpful. I'm looking forward to to using that more. Awesome. Well. I definitely look forward to the next meetup. It's been great doing those. And um, I think we should do a little live module hacking, a little monkey report hacking before back DevOps. And then I look forward to doing this workshop, which we will meticulously plan. And it'll be very well <laughs> organized. And it will last from one to two hours. <laughs> and it'll be awesome. It will be. Uh, any last words? Thank you for the, the weekend support. And <laughs> thanks, Arian, for, for making Monkey Report and keeping with it. I will now we gotta get you gotta get you using it at your work. Yeah, that's one of the things. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we have a platform team and they're very uh, they're very forthcoming, so I think uh, this week I should be have I should have something to work with. Nice. Thank you so much, Arian. Tuxedo. Yeah. Um, thank you, Arian, for making such an awesome product and tolerating all the modules I keep throwing at it. <laughs> and thank you, Matt, for making all this possible for having us be able to talk together. It's definitely a a lovely community, and I appreciate it. I love you guys. <laughs> How do we reach you on the internet? Where can we find you? Uh, I hang out in Slack. It's, I think it's the most convenient place to reach me. Um, yeah. Monkey Report channel. Monkey Report channel. If you have, uh, if you want to join the technical discussions, you can reach us on Monkey Report Dev. And for our support questions or general, if you want to say something nice, go to Monkey Report Channel. <laughs> yes, uh, you could say something nice in both channels, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and I'm John Crane on most things, uh, mostly Slack though. And uh, my name it always trips everyone up. They either spell John wrong or they spell Crane wrong. It's J-O-N and then C-R-A-I-N. So Can we just call fine. you JC? JC is fine too. JC, JD. And the other John, we have Tuxedo. Yeah, um, i pretty much only on Slack. Um, on Tuxedo, I hang out mostly in the Monkey Report, Monkey Report dev channels. Um, also occasionally in the education channel where I talk about how fun my current school district is. Um, I am on Twitter, but I think I have like 20 followers and three posts. So I don't, I don't really think that counts. Oh, uh, you're popular in Slack. I, uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, we're a bunch of lovely people and we encourage more people to join us. Uh, we will see you all virtually at the next meetup and at the Monkey Report workshop at Mac DevOps. Look forward to seeing you all again.
Indeed. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps YVR, the conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor. Thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor. Simple MDM, our silver sponsor. And Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps Podcast. Thank you to our guests and co-hosts. Mac DevOps Podcast is a brainchild of Matt X and Chris Johnson. Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Wow. So this whole podcast is going to be about trying to join a podcast.